Welcome to the Biz Behind Beauty, the podcast that aims to educate and inspire barbershop and salon owners who are new to the game or want to jump in. I'm your host, Kellyanne Riley. Today we're talking to Lucas Renfro, co-founder of First Page Marketing, Salon Marketing, and Root Southern Salon in Savannah, Georgia. Lucas is a salon marketing expert, and he's here to share how you can supercharge your business through SEO and Google. You probably know by now that I love to share a good success story. Every time I hear one, I can't help but be intrigued and want to know how they got there because, like everyone else, I want to get there too. A couple of years ago, I was poking around on Facebook and up comes a story of how this new salon in Savannah, Georgia was servicing anywhere from 200 to 250 new clients every month and that they were already trending to do over a million dollars in sales. The kicker is that they had only been in business for a couple of years. Of course, my nosy self clicks the post because I just had to know how this was all possible. Lucas shared that he not only used social media, but also optimized his website using SEO and Google to attract all those new clients and grow the salon. In 2018, this was still relatively new and foreign to me, but if it was going to be the secret to my company making a million dollars, I was all in. Since then, he's worked with me on my salon company's website to help improve our ranking and get new clients in as well. Now, when I ask new clients how they found us, they say Google and how great our reviews are. When I say Lucas is an SEO master, I am not kidding. He has gone over and above many times and was a total lifesaver after I crashed my own website a couple of times. (laughs) My salon company now gets well over 200 new guests a month as well, even during a pandemic. So today we're going to be talking about why you need a website, how to optimize it with SEO and Google, and how to use it to supercharge your business's growth. Welcome, Lucas. How are you? Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. I just want to get started with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Sure. It sounds like you're talking about a secret sauce that we have here <laughs> uh, to share with everyone, but it's really simple. I am Lucas Renfro. I'm a salon owner like uh, many of you, and it, I, I can feel your pain points at a lot of times. So owning a salon and opening a salon brand new with zero clients was a pretty scary adventure to start. And the one thing that we really wanted to look at when we said, hey, we want to open a salon in Savannah was we wanted to start small. So we're not the type of people to just jump in and take out a $500,000 loan and throw a bunch of money at construction. Our process was we're going to bootstrap this thing. We're going to, we're going to make it work piece by piece and move in a healthier direction is what we felt. Instead of going into a lot of debt, probably for the first year, we didn't have a washer and dryer at the salon. So (laughs) it's, Hey, once we get to this point, then you get these things, but we were taking towels home daily. And, and washing them at home. Labor of love. But yeah. the one thing we, we wanted to look at marketing-wise is, hey, why would we do traditional marketing? Where would you go and look for a new salon? Do you open the magazine and you see an ad for a salon? And you're like, you know what? That place looks really cool. I need to try that out. Most likely not. I had a digital marketing background before opening a salon. Let me preface by saying that. But most people typically go to Google to find things. It's just the way it works. Even 
most of us listening today, and, and I'm guilty of it as well, I've already gone to Google today to try to find something. <laughs> I look at Google Maps every day to look at traffic patterns. So well, that's how attached to Google we are. So I knew people are going to this location and we need to show up first. So I, I really just dissected the first page of Google and said, where can we be? And, and that was really the recipe to, I don't want to say success because it, it takes away a lot of operational things from the salon that it really takes to be successful, but yeah. to drive new clients in the right direction, that was our recipe. And that's what we started doing. We also knew that, okay, this is how we're going to get traffic to our website, mm -hmm. but I don't want to have a crappy website because if people are going to go to it, if people are going to find us on Google and then they're going to go to our website, it better look damn good and it yes. better convert them to a new client. I'm of the opinion that looks don't matter. Conversions matter. Mm -hmm. But looks have a little bit to do with conversions. You could have a very beautiful website and it not convert at all. You could have yeah. a 2% conversion rate. You get a thousand visits to your website every month and only get 20, 20 conversions. That's a terrible conversion rate. Mm -hmm. uh, salon should be running at least at 10% conversion rate. Wow. Um, and we can dive into that a little later as well. But that's how, that was our secret sauce. That was our <laughs> recipe for quote unquote new client success was, hey, let's look at Google. Let's figure out how we can be here and here. And then let's make sure we have a good website that when people go to it, they can book an appointment or call to book an appointment. We share pretty much the same opinion on websites in general. Maybe I'm on the other side. I think you need to definitely have a good looking website. It definitely has to convert, but it needs to be both. I feel like it almost has to be 50-50 because that's their, that's people's eye into your business from Google without them ever having to walk in the door. And do you want them to see something that you made yourself that doesn't look very good thrown together? Or do they want to see, or do you want them to see something that really represents what your company is, right? And I think that people really miss that point. Right. Something I've noticed over the last few years is that there is a ton, and I mean a ton, of market-leading websites or salons out there with websites that look like they were built in 1995. And then on top of that, new owners seem to think that if they slap something together and that just because they have a page with their salon name on it, it's good enough. And let me just say, that's a negative, y'all. It actually hurts my heart to see it because I think they're missing out on so many potential clients because they haven't taken the time to either update or even build a website that truly represents their company in the first place. With all the different social media channels making it easier every day to market your business, do you think a website is still necessary for salon and why would we even need one? So absolutely, I think a website is necessary and and yes, while there are tons of market leaders with really crappy websites. And <laughs> back in the day, that was fine. It yeah. worked. Yeah. What I implore salon owners to do is really look at the new client path. How are they going to find you mm -hmm. and book an appointment with your salon? Are they mm -hmm. going to go to Facebook and search for salons in my area? Mm -hmm. I've never done that. Yeah. Are they going to go to Instagram and just by scrolling, they're going to see something that you posted? and say, you know what, I need to go make an appointment with them because they're really cool. Highly unlikely. It happens, yeah. don't get me wrong, 
But if you're banking on social media to be your sole driver for new clients, you are already in trouble. And unfortunately, this industry has been pushed in that direction for so long. Social mm -hmm. media, social media, social media. We have a very visual product. The beautiful hair that is, that is put out by these artists is great. And it, it's, we want to make sure that people look at it. But what I implore salon owners to do is look at social media as your lookbook, your portfolio. It's where people go after they go to your website to verify your work. It's typically not where they are going to initially find you. Most of the time, they're going to go to Google and look for hair salons near me or hair salon, oh, hair salon Savannah, whatever it is, they're going to type in those keywords and try to find a salon. And then they're going to start that, that what we, what I call is the new client path. I, I think it typically starts at Google. And then what do you typically, what do you do once you search something in Google? You usually see the map results and you see their star rating. Mm -hmm. Most people look at that and say, okay, this is, if this above a four is typically a, you know, a legit good business that I could see myself visiting. Then they'll go yep, further. Step one. Step one. Yeah. Step one is your Google business profile. That is Google mm -hmm. maps. That is Google three pack, local pack, snack pack, whatever you call it. It's been so many names <laughs> in the past. It just changed the name to Google <laughs> business profile from Google, my business like three weeks ago. So okay. <laughs> yeah, your Google business profile uh, is what I like to say is step two, Google and then Google business profile and then your website. And then people are going to look at your website and then they're going to which let me go back to Google business profile. There are options to either book now or call now or get directions right in your Google business profile. So yeah. the, the user could only could stop there. They yeah. may never make it another step. They yeah. could stop there. The next visit is typically a website. And then you want to give those same options. Are you going to book now? Are you going to call now? What are you going to do? Or are you going to look at us further and go down the social media rabbit hole to see what we do? and the, the product that we produce. Then it's a decision of, okay, do I contact them on the social media channel? Do I go back through to Google to, to call them or find their phone number? Or so that's typically what we see as the new client path. It's not as direct as has been shoved in social media down your throats for the last 10 years. Yeah, I think that social media is huge, and I totally think that is a, a massive business driver. But I think that people need to know you exist first, right, before right. they're going to find you on social media. And like you said, I think people will go and search local areas, then go to the website. And if your website is built properly, then there's links there that help I'm going to say drive home. It, the social media is that kind of that last step of confirmation that these people know what they're doing. And I like the vibe and I like their work, but they have to go through all the other steps first. Exactly. Yeah. And these days, if your website is not built for a mobile device, mm -hmm. you're in trouble again, because guess yeah. what? Everybody's 75 to 80% of website traffic is now mobile, especially in the salon industry. We work yeah. with you know, hundreds of salons around the country and we can see all of the data Mobile devices are dominating when it yeah. comes to website users. If your website is not set up to, to operate properly on mobile and to drive conversions through a mobile device, you're in trouble. 
absolutely. That's all I ever hear with any of the stuff that I've dabbled in with the internet. It's like always make it responsive, as friendly and as easy as I like to call it clicky, like as less clicks as possible for them to get from your Google to contacting you booked in your chair. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to pull up really quick a site and it's, I think it's even more than responsiveness. It's almost creating a landing area for a mobile device. When yes. you say it takes less clicks, this almost yeah. looks like an application when you open yeah. my company's website. Yeah. You have six main buttons and then at the bottom, you've got book now, call now, and yeah. you can view our Instagram. I, I'm already taking you, I'm giving you the path that I want yes. you to take. You don't have to search for it. It's right there. Exactly. Yeah. How can you use your website to house all of your content? Because I really think that people think that you put pictures on social media, stuff goes on TikTok, stuff goes on, on uh, Instagram, stuff goes on your Facebook, and then you've got a website and it's just static information, which yes, part of it is static information, but I think there is, or people don't know that there's more that you can do with it. So what, I guess, how do you use your website to house all your, your web content? Yeah, I think, first of all, updating it regularly is very important. I can guarantee you, if you are a salon owner listening to this uh, podcast, <laughs> that you have got someone, a team member on your website that no longer works there, or yes. you have a team member working for you that is not on your website yet. Been there I can a few times. Almost guarantee that as of this moment, everyone <laughs> listening is guilty of that. Updating your website frequently is very important. And when you look at dynamic content like your social media posts and things like that, there are ways to integrate that within your website to to automate the process. Through all of our all of the websites we develop, we make sure that we have an Instagram widget installed so that when someone goes to the gallery, every time an Instagram post is posted on the, the salon's Instagram, it updates on the website so that mm -hmm. your gallery is never stale. It's never, yeah. I came last year and checked it out and it kind of is what it is. But yeah. I would like to say, even with stale content, most of your consumers, most of your new potential new clients are not going to be coming back to your website to relook at your gallery after yeah. they're in your chair. And so there's that as well. So that's yeah. why a lot of these older market leader salons have done okay with, hate me for saying it, but crappy websites up until <laughs> now. But as market contenders start coming in and really building good websites and start doing search engine optimization, they're going to start getting pushed down and they're going to be looking for solutions. I would like to speak to, as a market leading salon, every salon owner, I don't care who you are, you're going to have a walkout one day. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Your business is going to be shook up. You, you can either let that define you and say, you know what? Too much walked out the door. I can close my business. Or, hey, now we're going to start with a young team and we're going to rebuild. Yeah. You'll have two options. Yeah. It's going to happen. And guess what? If you are not on the forefront of your, if you're not on your digital game, you're going to really be hurting again yeah. because that's where you know, new clients are, are, are found. So if the phone is still ringing and you just had a walkout, it hurts a little less Yeah, to know that you still have new clients wanting to come into your establishment every single day. Yeah. Also, where are you going to get new stylists? 
Yeah. If you're not on your digital game, they don't know you exist. They do the same thing that a new client does. They yeah. go to Google and look, say, hair salon Savannah G8. <laughs> yeah, what is there? The place I want to work. And they want to know that they know that's the client path as a mm -hmm. potential new client. So they want to be where the clients are going to find them. So just know that things like that are going to happen. There's going to be business shakeups. And if you're already not here digitally, it, it's going to be really tough to rebuild when there is a, a business shakeup for an existing business. And for a new business, if you can get it up here, you're going to really start to level the playing field with those market leaders really quickly. Uh, we did at Roots, there were salons that were around for 10, 20 years in downtown Savannah. And there were probably four or five of them. And now there's only two left. Wow. I'm not wow. saying that we did that, but yeah. I'm just saying we were able to come into the market and disrupt the market enough mm. to overtake digitally these other salons. Typically when new clients go look or anyone goes to Google when you do, when I do, I search something, what Google gives me. Most people psychologically think this is the best, like it's yeah. the psychology of search. So when yeah. you're searching for something, you think that Google's just going to give you the best. What they're really yeah. giving you is the best optimized for yes. yeah. keywords that you searched. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not trying to get into your brain and tell you to really double think your search <laughs> patterns, but I'm telling you that as a business owner, there are ways to optimize your website in your listing to show up above your competitors and be the best. So before we get to the actual optimization and all that kind of stuff, I guess the first thing people need to know, what is the difference between a good website and a bad one? That's super easy. Bad ones are just like you said, not responsive. When I pull it up mm -hmm. on a mobile device and I can only see half of the website, that's a bad website, right? Yeah. I have to yeah. scroll this way to see yeah. content. That's yeah. no good. Yeah. A website that takes 20 seconds to load, bad website. Speed is key right now when it comes to search ranking factor as well, but it's because of the user experience. Good website comes down to really good user experience. Hey, can mm -hmm. I get on this website? Can I easily find what I need? A bad website has the more button as a menu item and there's like 30 things to choose from <laughs> yes. right but that doesn't really take you anywhere to get you to do anything too right exactly what i implore people to do is you know number one simplify try mm -hmm. to make it easy i have a level system in my salon a lot of salons have level systems with their pricing it's not necessary to put every single stylist with every single level and yeah or pricing. You put a range, yeah. make it simple for people to digest. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have that one in 500 that say on your website, it said that this is only, you know, $284. <laughs> I didn't the see starting the starting or the, or read that you have a level. So yeah. So yes, there are going to be those people. Don't let those people define you. Don't mm -hmm. let the one squeaky wheel change your processes. Yeah. Know what works and continue to move in that direction. But the number one thing is mobile responsibility or built for a mobile device, because that's where most of your website traffic will come from. Mm -hmm. And simplicity. The next thing I would say is booking and action items to make yeah. sure someone can book an appointment or call now at all times. Yeah. All of the sites we build have a bar at the bottom that never moves. 
So yeah. no, no matter where you're at on the site, you can always call now or book an appointment or go to the Instagram. Yeah. That never moves on any yeah. of our sites. And it's super important because what if they get to a, a point and then they're like, you know what, I want to book an appointment, but now I can't remember where to find their contact information and they don't have a contact page. So what am I supposed to do? And they got to scroll back. just go like Google and then I get distracted <laughs> and then it's, you know, then who knows? So yeah. it, it make it easy for someone to be a client in your salon. Yeah. That totally reminds me of something that one of my one of my clients told me. He's this older gentleman. Love this guy to death. But he's always like, don't make it hard for me to spend my money. I'm like, OK, <laughs> you know, but we don't think about that when it takes you extra steps to do anything on the Web. You're costing yourself money. Exactly. What do you think, if anything, is missing from most salon websites these days? Mm, You've seen a, a lot. Question. I know this, right? The conversion items yeah. like how like book now call yeah. now that is just why would you not have that it's um, so simple yeah and the number one thing that i think is missing it's not necessarily like a visual item mm -hmm. but it's the analytics and tracking of mm -hmm. the website mm -hmm. most so I, I would probably say 99.99 percent of salon owners have no clue how many people are visiting their website every month Mm -hmm. They don't have a clue what their conversion rate is on their website mm -hmm. in a given month. Uh, they could probably tell you how many new clients they had that month. They yeah. could probably tell you what their RTS was. I feel right? like you're attacking me a little bit because this sounds no, I mean, it, It's the truth. The, the yeah. saying is if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Yeah. Guess what? We live in a digital age. We need to focus on website analytics and, and tracking and conversions. And where are all these service dollars really coming from? Yeah. And how do we attack that? You know, yeah. if, if I know my, that my conversion rates are 40% and the typical salon is a 3%, I know I'm doing, doing really good. Right. You can yeah. dump money into digital yeah. marketing and yeah. say, let's bring more people into my website because I'm yeah. converting four out of every 10 that come to the site. So that is probably the number one thing that is missing in our industry as a whole yeah. is the analytics and tracking that people just have no clue. They just put yeah. their website out there and hope it works. Yeah. How do you know? Unless you do new client surveys that say, hey, how did you hear about us or find us? Which most salons are not doing anyway. So it's yeah. like, how do you know? <laughs> With you saying like the new client surveys, it's just another thing that you have to remember to do when a guest yeah. comes in. And if you're using your web and your analytics, if you know those numbers, it's one less thing for you to have to track because you can see who's coming in from there, right? And who's exactly clicking right. to book appointments. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on those who think that websites aren't important anymore, especially in this day and age? I appreciate that. It's easier for me to beat them as a competitor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, facts. <laughs> right? It's just silly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's legitimately silly in our industry to think that websites are not important, that they're, if they're still getting traffic and visited on a daily basis, they're important. Potential new clients yeah. are coming. Why would you not want to have that? They're relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Depending on who you use. Now, don't get me wrong. You can go out and spend $20,000 on a website. <laughs> it is possible, yeah. but there are companies yeah. that have websites for pennies on the dollar compared yeah. to what you would pay for a local agency to build a website. I, I don't understand why you would not want to have a site. Yeah. There, there has been this flow of, hey, I need a funnel instead of mm. a website. 
Yeah. I need my sales funnel. Yeah. It's kind of difficult for yeah. a salon to have a sales funnel. It really is. I've been to Funnel Hacking Live for many years and we have sales funnels in our business because it works. It makes sense. I can give a free PDF yeah. and get someone in a funnel. For yeah. salons, it's more difficult because who's going to manage that funnel? Do you have well, a marketing The people have director? to come in. Yeah. Do you have a marketing director on staff to follow up mm -hmm. with all these people that you get in some sort of funnel? How does yeah. that work? Is that something you're going to put on the front desk now to do? They don't yeah. have enough to do, I'm sure. So it's it's one of those things that is it's very difficult. Why not put a website out there that it's not a bro I'm not saying put a website out that's a brochure, right? Mm -hmm. Because a brochure is just, hey, look at this. If you like it, figure out how to get in touch. Yeah. I want our websites to be interactive with people. Hey, yeah. you can book now, you can call now, you can see a video tour of the salon. There are ways that you can interact with us on our website, not just, hey, we have a really pretty picture and if you want to do business with us, figure it out. Yeah, I think people think that websites just need to be informational. And right. yeah, it's just there. Here's my hours. Here's my address. I'm the yeah. owner. I like to look at it. I don't know if, if you've been to trade shows or beauty shows. And think about it this way. You're a consumer walking around a beauty show. And somebody has a booth. And they're, they have someone standing at that booth handing out brochures to you. Here, here's a brochure. Take one. Or like mm -hmm. business cards and just handing out to everybody. Do you want to do business with that person? Do you know anything about it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's the same thing. Don't be a non-interactive yeah. booth at a trade show. Yeah. Be someone that you can bring in, be interactive and, and, and close a deal right there. So that's what I would like to kind of compare it to something. Most yeah. people have been to beauty shows and yeah. hopefully they're all coming back this year. We'll see. We just did premiere Orlando a few months ago in October cool. and had a great time and it was a good experience, but who knows this year? So we'll see. Honestly, half of me is so jealous of all of you Americans being able to go out and do what you want. I see all these maskless photos and everybody's having a good time. And then there's us jumping between <laughs> shutdowns, not shutdowns, 50% capacity. Well, it's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in and it depends on the region that you're in and the state here that you live in to define even the city sometimes. Absolutely. What the, uh, what the rules and regulations are, but Absolutely. we have been fortunate enough to be in Georgia, which was like, let's do it. <laughs> I think we shut down, we shut down in March of what year was that? 2020 at this point? Yeah, I think so. March of 2020 by like May or something. We reopened at the beginning of May. Yeah. So yeah. we were shut down for a full six weeks, maybe. Yeah. You were shut down for how long? Our salon was shut down. So from March to June, and then from December to uh, February the 16th. And then we got to open from February the 16th till April 1st. And then we were shut down from April 1st till July 1st. We opened back July 5th for our Canada Day and whatever to start off on a good a good even week and so far this is the longest stretch that we've had we haven't been closed again but it's just like and yeah, you know so, it's, I mean, this, it's kind of nine months right now closure. Yeah. nine yeah. months yeah. that you're like no business and it's, it seems like it's been a roller coaster open yeah. close open close open close and that's tough absolutely I was gonna say too that with everything that we're talking about with all the salons um that closed 
in Ottawa or in Ontario, in Canada, because of the pandemic and open, close, open, close, whatever, we saw so many people coming into our salon. Like we didn't have enough people working for us to take on all the new people that were coming in because all those people that were elsewhere were now looking for somewhere else to go. And they see salons near me or for us as well, barbershops near me because our, our place is both. And they see all these amazing reviews that we have. And like I said before, Lucas has worked on our website. So, you know, optimize. And so, yeah, we're seeing a ton of new people. And I think that honestly, if it wasn't for the fact of putting some of this, this stuff in place, like we probably started working together, what, 2018, 2019, something like that. If we hadn't done all this stuff before, who knows where we would have been during the pandemic. Pandemic's right. been a struggle even still. But I think the fact that people were able to find us and know that we exist because of all the work that had been put into the website and into our presence beforehand, it just made it that much easier for them to come and find us. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's a, a key. Just so you, you're going to have things that happen, walkouts, pandemics, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. And if you're already positioned at the top, Mm -hmm. on the first page, it makes life and recovery so yeah. much easier. It's yeah. all, it's going to be hard, yes. but definitely eases some of that burden of yeah. how are we going to find clients? How are we going to yeah. find staff? What, what are we going to do? I would say it, it's just like insurance, right? When you need it, you can't get it. It's best to go ahead and have it yeah. just in case, yeah. even for those salons that are just like on autopilot and they're cruising and they're in a really great position. Don't take it for granted. Yes. Yeah. I think it's uh, Michael Cole. He likes to call it, I guess, the busy bus and right. stop waiting for the busy bus. Right. And I think getting your website set up early and set up well and optimized is you putting the work out there that, you know, the people are, are funneling in. It's kind of somebody referring people to your business for you without having to give out referral cards on a daily basis. It's that extra, it's an extra person for you making right. money while and, you sleep, right? Yeah. And I would say building your website to your, build it for your ideal client. Yeah. Right. Build it for the, the, the client that you want to come into your chair, show that hairstyle yeah. or that. Yes age range or yeah. whatever it may be that you yeah. want to do and you want to grow your business yeah. on your site. Don't do a bait and switch and have a beautiful balayage, but you don't do balayage. But make sure you are putting out there what you want to come into your, your yeah. salon. So now we know why websites are still important and what is needed to build a great one. But you and I both know that this isn't a, if we build it, they will come type thing. I think it's the same concept as social media. Just because the site exists doesn't mean that people will magically find it. There are literally millions of websites out there and probably hundreds, if not thousands of salons in our own area, depending on where you live. So now we've got to help our potential clients by doing the upfront legwork to make sure that we can be found. This is where Google and SEO come in. So can you share the potential journey? You kind of went over this uh, earlier, but can you share the potential journey that a client would go on when they're looking for a new salon to go to? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly simple. I kind of outlined it when I was talking about uh, when we built Roots and where we wanted to be. So what, I, what we say is it's a Google SERP. 
search engine results page is what mm -hmm. we're looking at. And hey, here's where I want to be. There, there are really three categories to, to a search engine results page. They're the ads at the top. Mm -hmm. It's the Google Maps right below that. And then the organic results below that. So my goal as a salon owner was I want to be in the ads. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the maps. And I want to be at the top of the organic results page. After you figure out where you want to be, then you have to figure out how to get there. Yeah. The ads part, pretty easy to get there. Yeah, you just, just pay some money. money. <laughs> now, I say it's pretty easy, but Google ads, you know, it is a bidding war with other. I mean, it, it's an algorithm in itself mm -hmm. to make sure that your ad is optimized properly. So don't just yeah. think you can just throw an ad up there and you're going to be number one every time. Yeah. You do have to optimize your ad copy and, and all the content and the links that you're going to on your site. That is a game to play in itself. But for salons, it's pretty low competition. So yeah. it's a little easier to get top placement on, on a Google ad. But ads is a, a fairly easy one to conquer, uh, especially in the salon and spa space. Next is Google Maps or Google now it's Google Business Profile. Oh. So super important. Probably... I mean, website versus Google business profile, you need both. But mm -hmm. I would, if I was a new salon owner and I said, okay, I have to do one of these today, mm -hmm. it would be building your Google business profile and optimizing that fully. That's where the tip right now, they're showing a top three. That has changed over the years. It used to be a top seven, then it went to five. Now it's at three. I think they're toying with going back to four, but Google controls that. We can't mm -hmm. do anything about it, but we just have to play the game. So yeah. I want to make sure that I'm in that top three somehow. And filling out your profile fully is very important. Selecting the correct category, super important. Um, if you're a hair salon, you should select hair salon, not beauty salon, right? Yes. Or barber. Yeah. There's so many different categories you should select and select if you're a hair salon, hair salon is your primary category and have your secondary categories listed. Yeah. Beauty salon, beautician, whatever they allow you to put in that secondary category, I would include that as well if it fits your offering. Photos. You want to make sure you have plenty of photos on your site, on your Google business profile. So go ahead and mm -hmm. load up 40 or 50 photos. That's a good way to start. Yeah. Phone number's correct. Address is correct. All of the things to, to fill out your profile and make sure your Google business profile is correct. And then you got to start getting reviews yeah. because reviews are a ranking factor when it comes to your Google Maps or Google business profile. Start soliciting reviews. I talk to salon owners a lot about reviews and they're just, most of them are hesitant to ask for reviews. They don't see the value in it. Personally, it's not like instant investment. It's a yeah. long-term investment asking yeah. for a reason. But it's always important. One, one thing that we tell our salons to do is most softwares these days have a follow-up email after yeah. your appointment. Very important to send that follow-up email. Thank the person for coming to your salon. And number one, ask if, hey, did we meet your expectations? If we did not, please respond to this email and the owner or manager will, will contact you to resolve whatever issue you had. Yeah. If we did meet your expectations, we would love a Google or Yelp review. Here are the links. Please review us. We love you. So ask for the reviews. That is one you can put on autopilot today, mm -hmm. and you're going to start getting Google and Yelp reviews. Now, yeah. I just mentioned a bad word, Yelp. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Yelp scares Everyone me. Everyone <laughs> hates Yelp. Yelp yep. is the devil. They call and they won't hang up. And then they're just like, are you sure you don't want more new clients? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Leave me alone. Yeah. They want your money. Yeah. The only reason I bring up Yelp is because when you search, go ahead and do it, hair salon, your city, mm-hmm. usually the number two, one or two result is Yelp. Yeah. And guess what? A lot of people click on the number one and two results on that yeah. organic search. Yeah. So below ads and maps is organic. Yeah. And usually Yelp dominates organic. Yeah. It is what it is. They are, yeah. they're massive uh, and they have the link juice behind them until Google knocks them down a notch and only wants to deliver local small businesses to people yeah. searching for salons. Google's in control of that. So maybe they'll do that one day. Yeah. Let's lobby for that. <laughs> but <clears throat> until then, we, we need positive Yelp reviews. I think we've got 400 Yelp reviews and only a hundred are shown and a lot of them are the negative ones. Yeah. So, It sucks, but it's the game we have to play to be number one or two on Yelp because that's where you want to be. Because when people click on there, then you need to be number one there. That was another one of the things that I looked at is, okay, Yelp is showing up. Guess what? I have to be number one on there because I know people are going there. Do they play with each other at all? Do you think if you're number one on Google, that algorithm can kind of help with your ranking on Yelp at all? No, I think it's it's the opposite. Yeah. I think Yelp is fully on your reviews and your rating on their platform. Google will look at where you are or they will see your name recognition in that top, that first page of Yelp and give you more juice for Google SEO. Gotcha. 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 Generate reviews on your, your Google business profile. The more reviews you have, the more five-star, four-star reviews you have, the better. If you're just starting out and you're like, Nobody's leaving me reviews. Ask your family. They know you, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You got friends. Yeah. They know your character. They know who you are. They've probably yeah. been to your salon before. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah. hey, pl- please leave me a text them. Please leave me a Google review. Here's the link. Google yeah. gives you a link to send to people to get reviews. Use yeah. it. Ask tons of people. Google's different than Yelp. You can go get 100 reviews on Google one day, and they're not just going to disappear because of some crazy algorithm that Yelp has yeah. to think this is, these are fake, right? <laughs> Too many came in at one dot. Exactly. Right. Google was like, you know what? Just get as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Now uh, I have run into the situation of fake reviews for some of my clients. Yes. And this, and maybe this is a different conversation, but one person had a negative experience, went on a Facebook group of people haters and said, yes. hey, go leave this salon a, a one-star review. Then the next day, they've got 300 one-star reviews on Google. Yeah. And it drops their rating from a 4.8 to a 2.3. And that's not good. Yeah. And it it takes, and of course, the reviews keep filtering in over a couple Mm -hmm. week period. But there are ways to get rid of all those reviews, and that's what we were able to do. So just know that if you do get bombarded by a bunch of fake reviews, you can get rid of them. There's a process. And I would say the first thing to make sure you do is to do not respond to the fake mm. reviews. Mm. A lot of yeah. people say respond and tell people, yeah. say, do not respond. What that does is it creates something in the algorithm with Google where they will not automatically remove the review. Then it has to go into the manual review and then it could be on there longer. Yeah. So if you don't respond and you just start reporting them, they will go away a lot quicker. Interesting. I don't think yeah. a lot of people know that because I've heard so right. many stories 
of people who, like you said, got bombarded with these, you know, one stars. And the worst is when the like the person's never even been to the salon or they've just picked a salon out of nowhere and decided to do this for whatever random reason. And yeah, owners get stressed out. And then again, if we're talking about trying to make sure that your presence online is top notch and this is what happens to you, man, that's disheartening, right? And really screws with with how Google interacts with you. To the point you say owners stress out, one of our, one of our clients, owners were on vacation in Mm. the Caribbean and cut their vacation short. They were only there there for a day. And then all these reviews started coming in and bombarding and then calls started getting made to the salon of harassing because they had put it out on this you know, person hater Facebook group, wow. which just, I guess you call them Karens these days. <laughs> then, then all the Karens started calling in and talking bad about the salon and it, it just really it hurt their soul and they left their vacation and came back yeah. home. So yeah, it could ruin your day, so to yeah. say, but yeah. just know that in it's the fixable. long run, it's fixable, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really, so reviews, really good to know. <laughs> get reviews. Even if you start getting some bad reviews. Yeah. One bad review is okay. Everybody is going to get a bad review. You need to go ahead and tell your staff you're going to get a one-star review. It's going to happen. You're going to mess up somebody's hair and they're going to give you a one-star review. I use Forasalon software and they automatically sent out a text after everybody leaves asking for reviews. What was your experience like? And there's, it's kind of a two-part thing. So the first part is just an internal one and it asks you to rate, but then they can right. copy and paste that and put it into Google and do their rating there. So amazing. I was terrified before I started working with Forrest because to me, it was just like, why would I want to put myself out there for people to possibly crap on my business because we made this one mistake one time or whatever the case may be? You know, if it's less than stellar, you just don't know what people are going to say. So for the longest time, I did not ask for reviews at all. And I'm going to say I started in 2011. We started with Forrest in 2019. And I think we had about 70 Google reviews, 72, 77-ish. We have like over 450 because of this program asking for it all the time. And as I said earlier, there's so many people when they're looking for somebody for a new salon to go to, they're like, oh, you guys have great reviews. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> that scares me sometimes, but it is what it is. And then you will well, also get those one stars, like you said. But I feel like those one stars make you more human and more relatable because you can't be perfect. The more kind sure. of absolutely perfect five star all the time, it almost makes you question. Like, well, did they just get all their friends to go there or what? Yeah, and- so go ahead and let your staff know they're going to get a one-star review yeah. because it's going to hurt their soul when they get it. So go ahead <laughs> yes. and prepare them for it. It yes. is what it is. But if you just have five-star reviews mm-hmm. and they're all excellent and they're lengthy reviews, and it's just really awesome. That sets an expectation level yes. of way up here. Yeah. You're never going to make so a you mistake. You have got to meet just to meet an expectation of yes. a new client. Already our new clients are expecting perfection. And if we don't give them that expectation, then they've received a subpar experience. So we need to make sure what what we're looking at is, hey, what are the client's expectations and how can we go a little beyond that to get them to feel like a five-star experience? If you meet that expectation, you've met their expectation, right? If you don't ask for the review, what are they supposed to do? You met their expectation. You didn't go above and beyond. 
they, they shouldn't just go on Google and leave you a review because you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. What if you didn't, they are going to go, go. <laughs> even if you ask <laughs> yeah. or not. Yeah. So that's the thing, whether you ask or not, the people's expectations that were not met are going to go and leave you. They reviews. need to tell somebody. So if, if you want good reviews, you need to ask. Yes. If you want bad reviews, don't ask because that's <laughs> all you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's such a great point. You have to, you literally have to ask because people don't even know that you want them or that you need them or that they're beneficial to your business. They don't know that you want that feedback from them. One of the tricks that we did as well is in our salon, we set up a guest Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and the Wi-Fi password is we love reviews. Us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. password. For settled, so you, yeah. You're already setting up that client to be like, you know what? They love reviews. I'll go leave them a review. Yeah. So. The amount of people who have giggled when we say that that's what it is, they're like, mm, like just letting you know. There you <laughs> go. So can you tell us exactly what SEO is and how it helps in terms of building our business? So SEO is search engine optimization. Google is a search engine that is mm -hmm. used by 95% of the searching population mm -hmm. being in DuckDuckGo, I think you're fighting it out for the other 5%. <laughs> we tend to only focus on Google because yeah. it is the market dominator. Yeah. Everyone's 95% of you know, everyone Google's is part using of the it. dictionary at this point. If you say you Google right. something, yes. I Google something. I'm going yeah. to search it in a search yeah. engine that most people use Google. A search engine optimization is how can we optimize our content to rank higher on Google? Mm -hmm. Okay. Ads is search engine marketing, right? I'm just spending money to have an ad to get ranked on a search engine. And it's, mm -hmm. it tells me this is an ad. Mm -hmm. Google business profile and Google organic search, those need to be optimized to rank higher on those search engines. We talked about Google business profile and how mm -hmm. to properly optimize, get more reviews, set your categories, do some really important things that to really raise your rankings there to be in that top three. You really mm -hmm. want to land in that top three, whether you're first or third, really, man, you want to be first, but don't get your feelings hurt if you're third. If you're yeah. showing up in those three, you're yeah. doing a good job. It's people will dig deeper. Yeah, people will dig deeper once they see that. They're going to look at the, the how many star ratings each one of those three have, yes. first of all. That's yeah. the first place people go. So if you're dominating in that area, you should be fine. Then you look at organic search results which are below the map listings. That's kind of the anatomy of a Google search page, ads, maps, organic. Mm -hmm. And organic is, is typically where your website is going to rank. You're going to try to push up your site through on-site optimization and off-site optimization to, to rank higher. Google has numerous ranking factors that would probably take us a four-hour class to really talk about. <laughs> Changes um, every you know, day, I've heard yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they have algorithm updates a few times a day and usually mm -hmm. like a major algorithm update once a month. Before it was like once a year, they'll do a major mm -hmm. update, but now it's like every month they're, mm -hmm. they're coming out with a major update. So just to, it is tough to, to keep track of, but mm -hmm. the important thing is basics. Yeah. Make sure your website is optimized. Your content on your website is optimized for the most important search terms that people mm -hmm. are searching. So this is probably the most important thing to talk about. What mm -hmm. are people searching? Yeah. What does optimize even mean? Yeah. 
right? You don't know. I don't know. Like we have to figure out what are our most popular search terms for our industry in our location. Yeah. So for example, in Savannah where where I am, uh, hair salon, Savannah GA is searched about 2000 times a month. Okay. So the way I look at that is that's about 2000 potential clients Mm -hmm. that could come into the salon, right? Yep. Hair, hair salon or salon Savannah is searched 60 times a month. Wow. Okay. So the importance of knowing how many times an exact phrase is searched per month mm-hmm. will give you an idea of what to optimize your content for. So for us, we're going to optimize our content for hair salon Savannah Obviously. because it's, it's a bigger pond of fish in, right? Like there, there are a lot more fish that we can catch versus the 60. The 2000 versus 60, I want to be fishing for the 2000. So we optimize for that. And that's what we want to rank high for. Then there's some ancillary keywords that we, of course, want to rank for that are not as important. But typically for salons and spas, there's really one or two that are like high value keywords in each location Mm -hmm. that that we try to focus our efforts to get our rankings higher up. We track more than that and we give results for our clients on 10 to 20 keywords, but really that doesn't matter. The Mm. one that we're focusing on is the big one. And that's what is really important because that's what's getting searched the most per month. So knowing your keyword or key phrase that you need to optimize your content for is super important before you try to optimize your website. So that's step one. We use a tool called Keywords Everywhere. I think you know, we paid like $5 a year ago and have still not run out of credits. Wow. It uses a credit like every time you search something and it tells you how many times this term was searched in the past oh. month. So you can, and then like a $5 investment for probably the rest of most salons' lives. That's what <laughs> it would be. You can figure out what keywords you need to narrow down to, to optimize for. Google Ads has a tool as well that you can use, but oh. keywords everywhere are super easy to use. It's a uh, Chrome extension. Okay. If you're interested in that, I don't have cool. any affiliation, but this is a useful <laughs> tool. So once you find out what keyword you want to optimize for, now it's time to optimize for that. I would like to to see salons keep it really simple for SEO. Mm-hmm. If you are going to try to do mm-hmm. it yourself, optimize your page titles. Very important. Page titles, your headings, H1, H2, H3, H4. Most people just think that's how you change the font size is to make it an H1 and it shows up big, right? Yeah. Yes and no. It actually, an H1 is what Google looks and says, oh, this is what your page is about. Yeah. Your H1. If you have H1 as services, what does that tell Google? Nothing. Yeah. If you have yeah. H1 as your salon, Savannah GA, guess what? Google's like, oh, when somebody searches for that, I need to deliver this page because cool. this is what this page is about. So Google looks at the titles, the meta description, the headings, if you have things bolded in your content, there, there are a lot of things to do when you go to optimize your page um, and each individual page as well on your website to make sure it's optimized to, to show up on search. And then that's the on-site. Some of the other on-site ranking factors is technically you want your website to have a SSL, a security certificate, mm-hmm. the little lock mm-hmm. that you yeah. see at the top. I yeah. see a lot of websites that don't, you know, and they don't have an SSL and mm-hmm. it's like, why not? So SSLs are important. Speed is super important. You want your website to be fast. If it loads fast, it's a ranking factor for Google. 
It has a robots.txt file. It has a sitemap. These are some technical things on the back end that you need to make sure your website accomplishes to rank higher as well. But with all the algorithms changing, if you have the basics in place, you are going to be ahead of the game because most salon and spas don't have the basics done. Yeah. What Google is trying to deliver now is what is the, what are the best sites that I can deliver for user experience? When someone's searching for a hair salon, Savannah GA, I want to deliver them the best user experience sites first. Are they optimized for mobile? Do they have an SSL? Is it is the content talking about the search term, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the direction Google's going. No longer do they have meta keywords. That's not a thing. You can okay. use them, but it's nothing. Yeah. I remember back in the 90s, we used to do, if you had a white background, you put a bunch of white text at the bottom. <laughs> it was hidden there. Yeah. yeah, it was like hidden at the bottom and I scroll over and you can read all these words and they were just keywords yeah. that people were trying to rank for. That doesn't work anymore. And there are a bunch of old things that I, I hear a lot of, of people teaching mm -hmm. some of the old stuff that mm -hmm. doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. It frustrates me, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Yeah. But look, if you really are looking for an SEO education, you're probably going to have to put in about 40 hours of your time to, to just educate yourself on what's currently going on in the search engine optimization realm. Then, you know, what I typically tell people is it's probably going to take uh, a salon owner uh, or a marketing professional working in a salon at least five to 10 hours a month on average mm -hmm. to implement strategies that you learned mm -hmm. and to re-educate yourself on what's changing every single month. So there is a time commitment when it comes to SEO, yeah, especially on-site. Off-site's a little easier. So off-site SEO, your citations, where you listed across the web, yellowpages.com, yeah. whatever, Yelp, all, all of your citations, wherever your business uh, is listed with an address and a phone number and a website, those, Google looks at all of those to see if they are cohesive and you mm -hmm. have the same address, you have the same phone number, you have the same website listed on all of these different platforms and how much trust can you build with the same data together? That's citations are one thing and the backlinks are another. Mm -hmm. Do you have links coming from other websites to your website? And not just backlinks, are they from legitimate websites? Yeah. If you get backlinks from crappy websites, they can actually, Google will actually punish you and penalize you for that. It's super important just not to say, oh, I need backlinks. Let me go buy 5,000 backlinks. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to help too much. It may actually hurt. It's like buying so, followers on Instagram, right? Exactly right. Same thing. You know, it, it never really turns out very well. I guess my next question, you touched on this a smidge, but what's the difference between local SEO, or I'm assuming there's a difference between local SEO and I'm going to say regular SEO, because we're seeing a lot now um, about even plugins that I've seen on websites, and it's all about uh, local SEO. So what is the difference between the two? So there's multiple, when you say SEO, you're just saying search engine optimization, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, how do I optimize for search? Yeah. Next is what is the search term? So the, the key is, okay, what, what is my goal of my website? Mm -hmm. As a salon owner is to drive new clients, right? Yeah. As an e-commerce site is to sell more stuff. 
yeah. as a blog is to get more traffic. Yeah. So there are different goals for different industries and what you really want to get out of your website. Local SEO, for example, if you search for a blog topic, you know, how to do blah, 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 you're not going to get a Google business profile, a Google maps yes. listing of three different businesses. So yeah. that's part of local SEO. It's cool. okay. When I search a local term, what is shown and how do I optimize for that? When I search for the newest sneakers out, I'm going to get like Google shopping ads and I'm going to mm -hmm. get, so your search results page is modified based on your keyword that you're searching for. Gotcha. So doing local SEO is really just looking at those local search terms and figuring out what you need to do to rank your website for those local terms. It's all very similar. The bones of it are mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. It's just the search terms that are different, really. Even on a blog, I want to make sure that my, my title and my meta description and my H1 are all set up, optimized for a certain key phrase. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your local website. You want to make mm -hmm. sure your title, your meta description, your H1 is set up for your top key phrase in your mm -hmm. market. The same thing for e-commerce. So the bones of on-site SEO are very similar. The big difference with local is that map pack, that three pack of your, your listings on your maps, your Google business profile. And, and that just gives you more opportunity to be shown on the first page of Google. To the people who are local to you, right? Right. Yeah. Cool. So now that our SEO is in place, how do we know that it's all working? Tracking and analytics. This is where most people fall short. Most people, most salon owners won't get past the website portion. They'll start building mm -hmm. their website in Squarespace or Wix, mm -hmm. and then they'll get, I don't know, two hours deep. And they're like, you know what? I'm Let's tired. just put it out. It's good enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. There's that's as far pictures, as they'll go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll update a picture once a month or two, <laughs> but most likely that's as far as most salon owners get. We're talking 20, 30,000 salons or more in the U.S. There are some of us that are watching this you know, podcast and uh, that are actually trying to improve our businesses that yeah. are on a different you know, different playing field. You know, We're in the top yeah. 20 versus yeah. the bottom 80, yes. but most people, that's as far as they get. Yeah. So um, for the ones that want to go farther, then we can really start looking at analytics. Mm. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially if you're paying someone to yeah. do it for you. Yeah. Or if you're doing it yourself, yeah. how do you know what you did worked or didn't work? Yeah. Um, that is super, super important to, to know, okay, I'm putting, I put my 40 hours in to learn it as a salon owner, right? Let's just say mm -hmm. salon owner out there, you're, you're saying, I put 40 hours in to learn it. I'm putting 10 hours a month in to execute it. How do I know it's working? Yeah. So you have to have some analytics put in place to know if your efforts or if your marketing company's efforts are actually paying off. Mm -hmm. Now, ideally, you'll see that through your, uh, your revenue and your new yeah. client numbers, yeah. but don't just assume that's what it is. Yeah. You could have hired six new stylists yeah. that had clientele and that boosted your revenues. It, it's good to have specific numbers that will correlate with your marketing efforts. Number one is website visitors. How many people yeah. are visiting your website every month? So there are a couple of platforms that you really want to focus on when you're looking at analytics. Number one is Google Analytics. Yeah. That gives you your one. website data. Yeah. yeah. This is where you're going to look at how many people have visited your websites. You're going to set up your goals 
for conversions. Mm -hmm. So you will know what your conversion rate is. Setting up goals is another class. So that's, that's another <laughs> conversation. It's not something that's easy to do. And that's why yeah. it never gets done. Yeah. It's because it's not click and it's done. So it's a little more difficult than just, Hey, set up this for me and it's done. Yeah. So setting up goals and conversions is number two in Google analytics that you really want to do and know your conversion rate. The second platform is Google search console. Okay. So what Google search console shows you is where your website is showing up for how many search keywords. So it will tell you how many impressions you've gotten in search this month and how many people have clicked from Google to go to your website this month and what phrases they clicked to go to your website. So then you'll really know where you're ranking for what key terms. And ideally when someone is executing an SEO strategy, then you will have, you know, an increase in impressions. Yeah. So if you only had like 10,000 impressions this month, maybe you have 30,000 in six months and you continue to go up and up in impressions and clicks from Google. And then the third place to look at analytics is your Google business profile insights mm -hmm. to know how many calls did you get from Google this month? And right now they have a feature that you can turn on and it'll tell you how many missed calls you had. So it'll say you missed six calls and here are the phone numbers that you missed. So Google business profile insights are very, very important calls, directions, website views. It will give you a lot of insight to know. And, and honestly, you can almost correlate. This has been true with a lot of salons that we've seen. It's not necessarily the actual way that it happens, but I can almost correlate how many Google business profile calls you're getting with how many new clients you're seeing a month. There's a pretty good correlation with that if you have a good digital presence. Okay. So something that you kind of touched upon is that, you know, putting all this together, getting all your SEO set up, it's not like it's going to happen right away. Like you're not going to see results hundred percent right away. How long does it normally take? When should somebody, you know, start expecting to see something? That's a very good question. So with Google ads, it's immediate, right? If you have a good mm -hmm. website and you want to start driving traffic, pay for an ad, traffic comes, new clients come with it, right? That's the ideal scenario mm -hmm. for Google ads. Google business profile, it's really up to you how long it takes. You could, you could be as quick as you wanted to and optimize mm -hmm. it fully, start soliciting reviews tomorrow and get a bunch of reviews. And Google could possibly rank your Google business profile fairly quickly. Organic okay. search is a little different. It can mm -hmm. take time. It can be done really quick. Okay. You can put the, the pieces in place. And if your competition level is so low that you can easily outrank competitors just by doing the basics, things can happen fairly fast. And when I say fairly fast, I mean like three months maybe, but typically yeah. an SEO process is typically 12 to 24 months but it delivers a long-term benefit. Just like mm -hmm. you were discussing earlier in a pandemic, you don't actually have to continue executing a plan. Your past work that had been done in 2018, 2019 is paying off in 2022 now. So yeah. while you will benefit from the long-term of a proper SEO campaign and make some tweaks after 
you know, that 12 to 24 month period, continue making tweaks here and there, but it's not as mm -hmm. intensive as it needs to be in the first 12 months, especially. It's really good to know because I feel like, I mean, myself included, if you're going to spend money on something uh, and you're trying to grow your business, everybody wants to be able to do it as quickly as possible, right? So I think setting expectations that, you know, you can get it quickly, like you said, with the ads, that'll trickle in more quickly, but it's more about getting the long-term stuff set up so that ages from now, it's already there, right? And ads, I think, especially in a young salon's life cycle, it's important to do both initially. And mm -hmm. ideally you're running ads and you're doing SEO and then they meet and you're running less ads and your, your, your rankings are improving. So you're organically, um, building more traffic to your site and your ads budget can go down. But at our salon, we still run ads. It's part of the search engine results page. So why wouldn't we want to be there? We have a minimal budget set for it. I think our budget might be $5 a day at this point, but why not yeah. throw $150, $200 at it a month? Because it's going to pay off. We're going to get traffic yeah. from that money that we spend. A lot of us, me included, we, we search something and we're just, we're too smart for Google. So we were like, ah, we're not going <laughs> to click on those pesky ads because yeah. you, you we're smart, but yeah, that's not <laughs> truth. It's yeah. just, a, it's still we, there. Yeah. It's just a, we don't yeah. want to click on an ad. A lot of people do. A lot of people are like, you know what? They're paying for it and click. So yeah. it, it, yeah. it happens all day, every day. And our industry yeah. has a very low cost for ads. So why not? I think our average cost runs around 60 cent per click. So why not throw a, a few clicks at our website every day for five bucks versus if you were a personal injury attorney, you're looking at like $300 for one click. Wow. So if you ever get mad at any personal injury attorneys, just Google personal injury attorneys in your area and just start <laughs> clicking, on their, clicking on their ads. Oh <laughs> That's funny. So you said budget, right? What, I guess, should somebody, it's going to be different, I'm sure, for every salon and whatever, but what should somebody kind of expect to spend? Yeah, I want to make sure we're, we're on the same page. First, you've mm -hmm. got to have a really good website. That is yeah. super important. Don't drive any traffic to a crappy website. Don't go on yeah. Wix and put together your website in two hours and then start running Google Ads to it. You're wasting your money. You might as well just yeah. go buy a handbag, right? Yeah. Why not? Because you're just <laughs> yeah. wasting that money that you're throwing away. I got into this business probably five years ago into the, the digital mm -hmm. marketing space. And mm -hmm. we wanted to create services that were salon budget friendly. Okay. So mm -hmm. you know, our pricing has changed over those five years. And we're now in a place that if you can't afford our services, something, you need to have a bigger financial discussion with your, your coach because it's ridiculously cheap for a, yeah. just a website with us for a single location salon is two thirty seven a month. That's $237 okay. a month. We yeah. do all the hosting <laughs> maintenance. Mm -hmm. if Sally quit. We take her off the website and within 48 hours, yeah. we, we do it all. So it, it's a done for you process for under $250 a month. SEO is an add on to that. I would suggest calling around to some local agencies and seeing what mm -hmm. they charge for search engine optimization. You're going to have yeah. range 
Locally Huge here range. in Savannah, we have one company that charges small businesses about $2,000 a month for SEO. Man, it's and not it, small it business it numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, these are companies that don't understand industry-specific budgets. Mm -hmm. As a salon yes. owner, I know there's not much meat on the bone at the end of the day to pay mm -hmm. $2,000 a month for marketing if I'm bringing in less than a million dollars in the salon. It's almost impossible. So what we did is we created our service offering to fit within a salon budget. And we think it, it works because the competition level is not outrageous. So we don't have to labor for 20 hours, 30, 40 hours a month on each individual product. So I think our SEO offering is like an additional 260. So for under 500 a month, our single location salons are getting a website and search engine optimization, maintenance, hosting is basically a done for you package for your digital presence to have a website and search engine optimization. How much should you pay? Like I say, you're going to get a range of website quotes and SEO quotes in your local area, probably ranging from $500 for a website completely built from <laughs> your mother's, grandma's, neighbor's kid <laughs> to yeah. $20,000 from a mm -hmm. big agency in town. You, you'll yeah. get that range and you won't know what to do. Picking an agency is important because... They need to understand the industry and, and the client path of how do we get a new client into the salon, not just how do we build a pretty website. So having a website that converts, yeah, pretty matters, but I want it to convert. Mm -hmm. I want it to turn yep. potential clients into new clients because that's what pays yeah. the bills at the end of the day. That's our budget guidelines. We feel like those fit within most, you know, any salon doing over $400,000 a year should mm -hmm. be able to afford our, our budgeting, the uh, pricing, but, but you can pay as much as you want to pay. Really. It's, you're going to get a range from a hundred dollars a month SEO from that company that's emailing you every day from India and <laughs> you know, you'll get nothing for it to yeah. $2,000 a month from your local SEO company that knows nothing about your mm -hmm. industry. So you'll, yeah. you, the range is there. You'll get promises after promises of what's going to be delivered to you. I would implore most salon owners to do some due diligence into mm -hmm. who you're doing business with, especially yeah. local news outlets. A lot of people, I don't know if it's in Canada, but in the States, a lot of local news outlets have gone to, uh, we're going to sell SEO because people don't understand it. They know it's a, they know it's a hot term and it's something that we can sell to our clients because, you know, guess what? We don't have much else to sell. And so it's another yeah. sales offering. They're selling impressions on their website. It's display ads and it's yeah. not SEO. It, it, yeah. Look into what you're getting and. Yeah. What kind of analytics you're going to get out of it and actual return you're going to get for that because having a bounce rate of 100% is not good. And that's usually what <laughs> yeah. happens on a lot of these display ads is somebody accidentally clicks it and then clicks off your website and that's called Oops. a bounce. So knowing your numbers and, and really understanding what you're getting for what you're going to pay, I think is very important. Do you think that this is something, you know, that they they could or should set up themselves? because? As an owner, you really, you know, speaking for myself, I like to do a lot of things on my own. Sometimes it's because I can't afford to get somebody else to do it or whatever. I I don't want to pay that much. Do you think that this is something that you should 
really farm out to a professional or this is something that people could do on their own? For the pricing that we have, I don't see why you wouldn't farm it out. I think a salon owner's time is much more valuable than $237 a month that it would take to yeah. put this thing together and to maintain it and to, to do all the work behind the scenes. And it really comes down to a time value of money. Do you really want to put the time and effort into doing this and continuing to do it into perpetuity and possibly doing it wrong and then somebody having to fix it and you're still paying the same thing and you've already invested all of this time in it. So it really just boils down to time value of money. And most owners are behind the chair 40, 50 hours a week. So most of them don't have the time or effort yeah. to really want to do this kind of thing. Yeah. But can you do it? Absolutely. Anybody can do this. <laughs> I, I say this all the time. Anyone can build a website on WordPress. Anyone mm. can learn SEO and execute an SEO mm -hmm. strategy. Anyone mm -hmm. can learn how to optimize Google ads. Anybody can do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else. Anybody can do this or my staff. Anyone can do it. It's, it comes <laughs> down to, is your time worth more than paying us to do it? And yes. I think yeah. it is. I think your time yeah. is much more valuable than the minimal amount of money it takes for us to do our job. Well, and you're going to spend the money to learn how to do it in the first place, right? Before yeah. you even get into the actual practice of doing it and the cost oh, yeah. of putting all these things together. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. For the do-it-yourselfers yeah. out there, I, I do have some recommendations. Squarespace <laughs> is my recommended platform for do-it-yourselfers to build on. Okay. It is, yeah. it, it's SEO friendly. It's, it, it has tended to be an easy DIY with a great interface, with a good mobile interface versus your Wix or your GoDaddy website builder or whatever Weebly. I prefer and push D DIYers in the Squarespace direction. WordPress uh -huh. is just for somebody who, who is a glutton for punishment. And if you don't already know <laughs> WordPress already, Kelly, like you did back in the day, Facts. It, it's not easy. Um, yeah. It's not the easiest platform to work with. It is the most robust platform. It's what we build in because we're able to get the best results possible for our clients. Okay. So it, it, it definitely is the best platform to build in, but it is not easy for a DIYer yes. to do. Yes. Uh, Squarespace, yeah. much easier platform. If you're, if you have very low competition or you're in a very rural area of whatever state or province you're in, yeah. Square, Squarespace DIY website may work just fine. You may be able to rank at the top of Google with it, but it really depends on your competition level and, you know, what you're looking to get out of your website. That, that's some great information. Um, you've shared with me that you've been working on something really, really big for the last little while. I'd love to see if you could tell us what that is. Yeah. So this has probably been uh, two years in process, uh, but we... For any salon out there that carries any L'Oreal PPD products, that includes L'Oreal Professionnel, Kerastase, Redkin, Purology, Matrix, Mizani, Pulpariot, I'm probably missing one or two, but any <laughs> salon that carries those products and buys them from your distributor, you get points. Um, and mm -hmm. those are called level points through the L'Oreal mm -hmm. PPD group of products. We are now, our company, Salon.Marketing, is now available to pay with points. 
So oh. salons can redeem their points for our services, whether it be a certain dollar amount, or if you want to just go ahead and pay for two years of your website up front with points done. Awesome. L'Oreal was gracious enough to work with us and, and, and really go back and forth and look at our portfolio and see who we had worked with in the past and give us the blessing to, Hey, we're going to let, we're going to put you guys on points, uh, because we believe in what you're doing and they know that having a good digital presence can help grow your business. What, what does L'Oreal want to do? They want to sell more product, right? Yeah. That's their business yeah. is to sell more product. If you grow as a salon, what are you going to do? You're going to buy more product, more back bar, yeah. more color, more retail. Yeah. It's just like the root story. I think like yeah. our salon, our first order with, with L'Oreal or through Salon Centric, who is our distributor, was probably $500 for the month. Uh -huh. <laughs> now we're spending $5,000 in order. So yeah. they, can, they saw that story of how we use digital marketing to go from a minnow to a whale to them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're someone yeah. that spends more than a hundred thousand dollars a year with L'Oreal. Wow. So they're like, Hey, let's figure out what you did and let's do it for everyone yeah. else. Why not? So it's super awesome that you, you know, salons can now use points to pay for our services and you get, you actually get a 10% discount by paying for points with the points redemption conversion rate. So uh, we're offering all L'Oreal salons basically 10% off if you redeem points to, uh, to, for our services. So, yeah, and uh, I think amazing. the four services we have on there, we have a suite owner package, which mm -hmm. is we have a website package and a website and SEO package. We have a single location package, which is the same website and SEO. And then we have a multi-location mm -hmm. package, which is website and then a website and SEO. Uh, or you can just buy a gift card for any dollar amount. And we also have a branding package that we're doing now. We have a couple of graphic design employees cool. that are on staff and they're knocking out branding kits for uh, any new salons or salons that are looking to rebrand and shake things up in 2022, which I know it's, it's happening a lot because I think the last 10 salons I've talked to are like, oh yeah, let, give me the details on your branding package. It seems like a, a pain point for a lot of people. So yeah, you know, I've got three different logos and. I don't know about colors. Six or, different fonts. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. we're able to put together a really cohesive brand book basically for our clients. Awesome. So we're excited. That is super, super Great. cool. Yeah. That is very exciting. I think also just the fact that people can use their points because if you're already ordering products and if you can use your points, it's money that you don't have to spend. It's coming back to you. So in a way, you're kind of getting it for free-ish, right? It's not additional money you have to put out. So that's amazing. Very yeah, cool. at, at our salon, we have typically used all of our points for education. There yeah. are a lot of offerings on level. You can buy back bar and you can do a lot of different things. But we have always dumped our money into education. And yeah. digital marketing has never been an offer before on level. So yeah. we were the first digital marketing yeah. company to go onto level to, to be able to redeem points with. So super exciting stuff. That's going to be super helpful, I think, to the industry in general, you know, totally up-leveling everything. I've seen some of the websites that you've done. They're awesome. And, you know, just the, our experience helping out my website as much as you did, helping out me in general when I jack stuff up on my own. So. <laughs> That's what I believe in. I believe in yeah. helping people when they need help yeah. and giving as much as I can. I didn't build this business to be rich. Exactly. I created an agency. I, I saw a need of the salon industry and said, Hey, why don't we, 
why don't we help these salons get to us to level up their digital game because most yes. of them are crap. Yes, I'm sure one day there'll be some financial benefit behind it, but <laughs> that was never my motivation. It was really yeah. to help salon owners as much as I can. I have tons of salon owners that call me or text me and ask me questions completely not related to digital marketing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just know that when a salon owner does join into a business relationship with me, that it's a lot more than, Hey, I'm just doing your website. Uh, yeah. I'm a salon owner too. And I go through a lot of the same struggles that, that my clients do. So I can definitely, um, relate. <laughs> How does one find you if they want to work with you? Salon.marketing. That's it. Salon.marketing. There's no dot com. It's just cool. salon.marketing. Uh, awesome. And that's the easiest way. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and all those other places. But uh, if you just go to salon.marketing, readily there. You can look me up on Facebook, Lucas Renfro. Friend me. That's it's another outlet. I get a lot of messages on Facebook, a lot of friend requests. So um, always available. Lucas, this has been full of amazing and useful information. And I just want to thank you so much again for joining me today. I can't wait for people to hear this. And I think that they're going to get a lot out of it. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it.